I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The World Bank is now going to be led by an Indian American. Former CEO of Mastercard, Ajay Banga, was picked by U.S. President Joe Biden for the prestigious post. For President Biden, Banga is quote unquote a transformative leader who will quote unquote help steer the institution as it evolves and expands to address global challenges that directly affects the core mission of poverty reduction, including climate change. End quote. As you know, traditionally, World Bank presidents have always been nominated by the U.S., given that it is the single largest shareholder in the bank. The U.S. also has the largest voting stake at about 16%, and it has the power to veto many decisions. But enough about the selection process. Let's talk about the man of the hour, Ajay Banga. What made the U.S. pick him as the ideal candidate to replace David Malpass? What can we expect from Mr. Banga? And what are the tasks laid out before him? Let's go back to Biden's statement on Banga first. He said Banga is the right person to helm the World Bank navigate through global challenges, including its anti-poverty mission and climate change. Now, climate change is an important keyword here. For one, the World Bank has been facing a lot of scrutiny for supporting fossil fuel investments, undermining all the global efforts to fight climate change. In fact, apparently, it's put in as much as 14.8 billion dollars on fossil fuel projects since the 2015 Paris Agreement was signed. While at the same time, it's trying to paint itself as a champion of the climate crisis. Moreover, the former World Bank president David Malpass only added more fuel to this controversy by denying climate change. He refused to accept that fossil fuels are directly responsible for global warming. Because of this gaffe, he had to resign a year before his term ended. So, how does Ajay Banga fit in here? Well, there has been some doubts about whether he is the right choice given his corporate background. Before joining Mastercard, he had worked with Nestle and Citigroup. But some observers also think that, given his Wall Street connections, he may be able to mobilize the private sector to finance climate change mitigation. Beyond that. He'll also have to win over the development sector and convince low and middle income nations to get on board climate change projects, which might be a tough task, given that most of these nations are dealing with basic infrastructural challenges. Now it'll be left to be seen if Banga can indeed steer the World Bank towards the right direction. For the next few minutes. You're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I am Manaswini, and this is the deep dive for fifth May, twenty twenty-three. The edtech world is on the cusp of a revolution, with a fierce AI storm brewing that threatens to shake things up. While startups like Newton and Carnage Learning are leveraging AI by analyzing student data and tailoring lesson plans to each person's unique learning styles and needs, not everyone is on board with this approach. Take Jag for example. 
Once thriving due to the pandemic, Chegg, the quote-unquote student-first connected learning platform, is now withering under the weight of the chat GPT trend. As a company that primarily helps college students with homework and exam preparation, Chegg charges subscription fees starting at $14.95 per month. In 2020, its revenue rose by 57% and by 20% the following year. However, with emergence of Chat GPT, things took a drastic turn for the worse. The company announced that Chat GPT had a significant impact on its future business outlook, causing Chegg's share to plummet by nearly 50% earlier this week. And it's not just Chegg. Other educational companies are also underperforming in the stock market. According to the Financial Times, Pearson, a London-based educational corporation, witnessed a 15% decrease in shares on Tuesday, while language learning platform Duolingo stock plummeted by 10%, and US-listed education company Udemy stock fell by more than 5%. Interestingly, these are the same organizations that have been affected by the ChatGPT trend, which have also previously attempted to incorporate AI into their operations. Chegg, for example, has released Checkmate, an AI-powered study tool that used OpenAI's GPT-4 language model. Andy Bird, the CEO of Pearson, too has expressed interest in merging AI capabilities with the company's existing intellectual property. Similarly, as part of its ambition to become the ultimate virtual language tutor that caters to the needs of its 500 million plus students as individuals, Duolingo has teamed with OpenAI to deliver GPT-4, its latest language model, Duolingo Max, to its clients. But anyway, we can't deny the fact that pandemic gave birth to a swarm of online learning and tutoring startups. However, now the tables are turning. As students return to physical classrooms and venture capital funding for edtech returns to pre-pandemic levels, Entrepreneurs and investors are turning their attention to new areas such as virtual reality, short form videos, and most importantly, artificial intelligence. Another example of ChatGPT's possible impact on edtech sector is its potential to disrupt Stack Overflow, a popular developer community bulletin board that has long served as a hub for knowledge sharing and problem solving. But now, Students are using ChatGPT to develop code or review their work for errors, potentially decreasing their dependency on platforms like Stack Overflow. Moreover, students are expanding the use of AI-powered tools beyond ChatGPT, with some now relying on applications like Edgybot to help with their studies. Edgybot uses GPT-3 to answer homework questions, and it has become increasingly popular among high school and college students. So now schools and universities face a new challenge. How do they know if students are cheating by using AI-generated writing? But Turnitin, the popular plagiarism checker, has responded with new features that can detect those sneaky AI tools. The Asia-Pacific boss James Thorley believes that these new features will assist teachers maintain things fair and square by providing them with a wealth of helpful data to work with. However, AI's impact on education goes beyond just online sector and is giving educators and tutors a run for their money. There's a lot of concern about AI potentially replacing human teachers. In fact, according to a World Economic Forum report, machines could eliminate 85 million jobs by 
Even Goldman Sachs in a recent analysis predicted that AI could be responsible for the automation of up to 300 million full-time jobs in various industries. And before we sign off for the week, here is our third segment, One Last Thing, where we bring to you an offbeat story that you won't find in the headlines. Move over cheese and chocolate. Insects are the new buzz now. All thanks to startups like Swiss Insects. Apparently Switzerland is leading the charge in the nibbling of these creepy crawlies. So much so that even school kids are now in on this plan and are happily munching away. You know what else is interesting? Switzerland was the first country in all of Europe to allow insects to be sold as food. However, that was surprisingly the easy part. The challenge now lies in bringing the bugs to western menu. Given that anything bugs make their skin crawl. But where there is a we will, there's a way. The industry realized that the younger crowd is much more open-minded when it comes to experimentation. And hence it is on a recruiting spree of people whose taste buds are still in the larval stage. If this campaign is successful and find its way into our diets, We'll all be munching on spiced mealworms and cricket crackers in no time. If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal dot co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written, researched, and produced by Akshara Shorbari and me, Manaswini. Edited by Venkat Anand. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are the Signal dot co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.